Welcome to another episode of the Sideline Junkies Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow and like the Sideline Junkies Podcast on social media. Links for those social media accounts can be found in the description of this video. Now let's take you to your hosts, Matt Turner and Todd Polston. So welcome to episode 27 of the Sideline Junkies Podcast. Uh, I am Matt. Unfortunately, Todd is MIA. I don't think it's by choice, but he has – well, it is by choice because he has quite a bit of a golf tournaments going on right now. He, I think he's uh, seven days, seven out of eight days he's been away from home. So, I figured if this was an off day for him, let, let's let him spend some time with the family. Good thing is uh, I'm joined uh, by two of probably the best fill-ins you can get for a podcast ever. Uh, John Wing, Justin Grundy. Uh, both have been on the show before. Justin's actually filled in quite a few times uh, to help out. Uh, hopefully, we don't get going on wheat stories because we could be here for three, four hours if we let <laughs> if we let him tell a story or two or three. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, today the the big things are we you know you got everything going on with uh, NCAA football that we're gonna get to, and then the the NBA restart. Uh, and I think what you know. There's a few things we could talk about. I think the main one I wanted to get started with was the Clippers-Portland game the other night. For some reason, Dame, I don't know why Dame did it, but Dame hits a three and then looks over and tells Pat Bev he wants him out here. That's what he said. I think that's what started the whole thing. Then crunch time and Dame misses two free throws. Pat Bev went nuts. Ballistic. <laughs> so... But, I, but they've said that because of the bubble, there's been, like, these new um, just heated things going on between players that they've never – like, that hasn't really happened. Like, the other day, you had, you had Lowry getting into it with uh, Aaron Gordon, uh-huh. and, and he told him what room he was in. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, I guess, you know, it's been compared to an AAU tournament by uh, – who's the Pelicans coach? Gentry, uh, yeah. yes. So he compared it to an AAU event. Um, what's y'all's opinion? I think it's I think it's enjoyable just because no fans. You hear everything everybody says. I you get these what, new reason for the tape delay. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't uh, because, like, of course you get the the mellow rebound, you know, thing that he always does. I, we're not far enough into our successful run to where I can say those things. So we're just going to leave it at it's the mellow yell. Uh, yeah. After We're hunting for a sponsorship. So, you know, we got to keep it clean. Yeah. We ain't got one of them yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what, what you all take on? I love it so far. I love it. I love every aspect of it. Like, fortunately, uh, DirecTV shined its light upon me and I was able, I, I get NBA TV out of the sports package. So I've watched almost every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's 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 got an AAU tournament vibe. I think the NBA did a good job of of putting crowd noise and really making it like you forget that they're in there by themselves sometimes just because mm-hmm. they keep the music going and things like that. And it kind of adds to the game atmosphere. But the competitiveness, the fact that, you know, you're seeing games like back-to-back every day, like midday, you know, 3 o'clock, and, and there's, a, there's a basketball game on. And mm-hmm. that says a whole lot for people that have missed sports. Yeah. You know, people like me that have missed sports. I, you know, I mean, I love the trash talk and the chirping back and forth. I'm not a Pat Bev fan, but, I mean, 
I'm I'm all for like somebody calling him out because you know he's 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 in the NBA, so obviously he's in a league of extraordinary gentlemen. But within that league, he is very overrated for what he does. So I'm all, I'm all for somebody shutting him up. I I think he's overrated himself. Correct. He's put himself on a pedestal he never belonged on. And, and what what else is underrated is the fact of when all that chaos was going on, the funniest person wasn't Pat Beverly. The funniest person, which is always the funniest person in these situations with Pat Beverly, was Lou Williams. Lou Williams laughing at Pat Beverly doing that was funnier than the whole entire thing Pat Beverly was doing. If anybody looks at that replay, watch Lou Williams and see how hard he was laughing during the whole thing. I didn't see the I didn't see the video of it, but I seen there was a picture and he was just like just losing it. And you had Marcus Morris was like bent over. Yep, he was you know, in laughing, there laughing, falling over the thing. And you know, you know the Morrises don't mince words with people or they actions. Don't. They don't. No no punches pulled there. None at all. None at all. Wheat, what's your take on it? Yeah. Well, I've I I've really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, talking talking about Pat Beverly and all. The the things that's going on now it, it reminds me a lot of the late '80s, early '90s, where it was all men. I mean, they it was. I mean, it was a knockdown dragout every night, and these games have actually uh, been very fun to watch. And on top of that, from a coaching aspect, uh, you're I'm, you're seeing a lot more zone being played. Yeah, or at least early on, it was a lot more zone, and and you could and you could hear what the coaches and and the benches and and and, and even the players were saying how to you know who takes this first pass on, to the left, who takes it to the right. I mean, it, it was really fun to just listen and, and learn some things from that that aspect of it. Um, you know, getting just having live entertainment again is mm-hmm. is, is great. Uh, it, it gives us a little bit of enormity, and uh, um, you know what I, my opinion, which doesn't matter much, but what I see, so what I see, what I see right now, uh, you know, Milwaukee's got the best record. Best two teams in the East, in my opinion, are the Raptors and the Celtics. I agree. I like it. Go see the, the the Sixers. Although they got fifty put on them last night, they seem like they're playing pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it hurts them. You know, Ben Simmons is out. Haven't mm-hmm. had that surgery to remove that loose bone. But Embiid went down yesterday. Um, he, like, twisted. I don't know what he did, but he stepped back into the basket on the the padding at the bottom and rolled his ankle. And that It's almost like a reverse Paul George, just not as severe. It's always – when those seven-footers get hurt and those lower body injuries, man, it's always a, a longer haul for them. Yes. Yep. DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, yep. There you go. Never been the same. Never been the same. not in the bubble. So, Mm -hmm. oh, he wouldn't stay in the bubble anyway. No, no. And, (laughs) you know, speaking of that. He'd be like like Lou trying to find him some good wings. Yeah, there you go. And then, speaking of that, (laughs) to segue into that, the real MVP is Adam Silver because I appreciate him putting that secret underground railroad from Magic City and the Pink Pelican and all those places (laughs) in the bubble. To uh, help those boys out with all their needs, so mm-hmm. you know. so who, who was I don't remember who the player was, but who was it that said uh, they were complaining about the food like the first weekend? And I, I don't remember which player it was. He's like, "Hey guys, uh, Postmates or DoorDash or whatever delivers." 
you as the guards won't hold it. You got to be there. And then not even 30 minutes after he tweeted that, he said, never mind, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did Dwight Howard get in trouble for it, trying to get something delivered? Or somebody did. Dwight, somebody Howard did got, Dwight Howard got in trouble for something. But I think he, did he get snitched on? I think he did. Somebody called the hotline on him. Yes. Because they've seen him or something. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's – Hate. I think the entertainment outside of the actual games has been has been enjoyable enough for me. Like this, the there was the snitch hotline. There was um, watching like all the guys that go golf. Like there's been videos of their swings, which are entertaining. Them fishing, uh, Caruso fishing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then uh, you know Lou will making a stop to you know get some wings and breasts. Um, uh, shout out to Jack Harlow for, for snitching on him. God. Kentucky. <laughs> the worst part was, I think it would have been swept under the rug, and then the they were just like, okay, it was just wings, and then the you know the, uh, the performer, the, dancer, the entertainer, yeah, she had to come out and say something. I guess he didn't throw a stack her way. Snitch. <laughs> yeah, bunch of snitching going on, man. But yeah, I was I mean, the games have been awesome. Uh, I guess. You know, what Pat Bev doesn't understand, and, and it's an old saying I always heard was, you don't poke the bear and expect it to just lay there. Yeah. And whatever he said led to Dame uh, scoring 51 last night. And the did you see, did y'all see the Twitter exchange? Or it might have been an Instagram exchange. I think it was Instagram. I did see those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said he, we called Paul George a chump, and he—I guess he was insinuating other people too, but said yeah. they were chumps because they keep popping teams and they—they're uh, they're scared of the grind. Yeah, and it's funny that, because that, that Oakland man, the people from Oakland are, are, are built a little bit different. That—that's a fact. Yeah, uh, after you know, uh, after watching Last Chance You, this uh, this latest season of it, man, Oakland Oakland's a different place. I, that was was it? All right, so we we can move to that now because I thought that was the best season. I think so too. From a coaching yeah. standpoint, he was the most From enjoyable coach. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed him more than the, than uh, than the first two coaches, and he really is a guy that doesn't just say that he builds relationships with guys just to get them in. Like he cares about them after they leave. Yeah, like regardless of what it is, and he tries to get those kids help. Like his wife's a psychiatrist or something like that, isn't she? Right. Yeah, like she had, kids she had the one. Yeah, she was talking to the one kid who was having anxiety. Uh, Dior. Yeah, Dior. Yeah, yeah. Dior. So he's a, he's a straight up dude, man. He, you could tell, ain't no faking with him. And in his meetings with the players, he was straight up with them. Like he told that one dude, uh, the the D lineman, he was like, you know, at the beginning of this season, I thought you'd be one double A for sure, sneak into a to a D one, you know, a, a FBS school. He was like, but man, you just didn't perform. Yeah. He was like, you you know, and, and you know you didn't, and and, yeah. and the kids respected. Yeah. They made fun of his mustache, but they respect him. Listen, let's not talk about mustaches. I'm a little sensitive today. today. <laughs> I've already had somebody it's, comment on mine. I had to shake the sides. It's been a long day or not so long or not long enough day. Not long enough. What's <laughs> well, not long enough? I, 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 I've only got to watch three episodes of it, so I've, I've still got a oh, good ways man. to go in it. You got to uh, get through it. It's such a good, it, it's it, a good season. It's definitely the uh, most enjoyable season, I think. Now, now the now the kid that has had the two daughters and the wife, who yeah. uh, brought the stroller out onto the field for practice, uh, he's he, you know he's now at Murray. I heard. Yes. Yeah, I read that. And I, mm-hmm. did he end up taking his family? 
Yes. I think uh, so, yeah. I, I don't Coach, I never remember Hood, they said that. Coach Hood found a way to uh, to let him, the whole family come, and uh, Coach Hood told him that, like, when they're on the road or long weekends, that his wife and the kids can go over to his house with his family. Well, that's good. That's awesome. I, I hope he does right, man, because it seemed like just watching that, he's got a little bit of growing up to do, and his wife has a lot on her shoulders. But mm-hmm. hopefully this could be something where he got he gets away from his his immediate family mm-hmm. or his, you know, mom and dad. He can right. kind of establish something for himself, not screw mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, I was saying, cause he had that he had that um, fallback, like he he always he li- they lived at the parents, so he knew like, man, I could kind of screw up, and I still have somewhere yeah. to fall back to. Like it, it it changes you and it makes you grow up a lot more when you move to the opposite. Because he moved from, I mean, you moved from Cali all the way out here to Kentucky. Man, culture shock, Murray, shock, yeah, Murray, yeah. Kentucky, where there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, except it, the show, except the Shonies and the Walmart. There you go in the college. Hey, don't, don't sleep yeah. on the Shoney's best bre- <laughs> best breakfast buffet I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so, but I, yeah, this is, I was and I talked to uh, a couple other friends of mine. I thought Buddy's the first season with Buddy uh, was really good, but I, I feel agree. like from a coaching standpoint, like what we've always been told to be as coaches, as you know, being someone the kids can come to with non sports related stuff. I feel like the guy that they just had was perfect because, I, like you said, uh, he cared on a different level, and he was very honest with them. And he was – for some of them, he was that father figure that they mm-hmm. needed. And uh, I feel like he didn't have to, like, yell and cuss them out to get – like, the guy from the the, the second university was it just – God, God, he was terrible. Uh, yeah. Jason Brown. Yes. Jason Brown. Yeah, yeah, I just – you know – Apparently, somebody thinks he's good enough for you to make it to that level as a coach. He but, can recruit. That's the thing, yeah. man. He can he can recruit and he can get those guys from those different places, those inner cities, in. And but it, he has he has trouble managing them once they get there. Yeah, is the big issue. And he hangs uh, scholarships and kicking people out over their head to get mm-hmm. them to behave. And for some people that are knuckleheads, you know, what I'm saying that ain't nothing to them. Yeah. So, kind of going from from you know that. At the end of the the season five, or yeah, season five, they they kind of talked to a couple of the guys uh, that the whole coronavirus hit once they got to the new universities they were going to. We're now six months, I guess, since that that's happened, and the Big Ten officially said we're not having football. I think it was a ten to two vote this morning. They're not doing football, and clearly. Harbaugh was not one of them because he's already come out and said, we want to play. Yeah. So I'm assuming Michigan wasn't one of them. Do you all think that this is going to be the norm? Like every uh, every other Power Five is going to follow suit? The Big Ten is too powerful for them not to. Yeah. Everybody's going to follow suit. And it's, it's going to – it. this whole thing has been more about money from an administrative level. Mm-hmm. And that's why you've got so many of these universities that are – going back to school and kids are moving in this week. Hmm. And I, I just think that after these mandates, these governors are going to, are, are going to, you know, give word that that's not even going to take place Yeah, because universities are trying to get money back. So they want these kids in the dorms. They want them eating in the dining hall, yeah. but it's, it's too big of a risk as far as, you know, health concerns and things like that. And whichever way you feel about it, you know, there's still people that are dying from it, yeah. whichever side you're, you're on as to whether, you know, we can, we can, 
make it through this thing or we can't, but the numbers, the, the, the positives, regardless if they're asymptomatic or symptomatic, the numbers are just saying that this is something that's, that's not healthy. It's not for the best interest of the public. So, you know, it's football's over, I think for this season. And if they do it in the spring, then it's going to be one of those things. If they do it in the spring, Justin Fields is not playing. Trevor Lawrence is not playing. Any first round, any, any uh, potential draft pick is not going to risk going out and playing in West Lafayette, Indiana against Purdue on a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon in February. It's too cold. It's too, you know, nobody's going to play. These guys are going to go to Miami or wherever and be quarantined and, and, and do their thing and, and try to get ready for the draft. So well, that's, that's, that, that's why Ron, that's why Ron Dale decided I'm not yeah. going to play. Smart, yeah. decision. Smart decision on his part. I feel like I can't, I, I know Deion Sanders said the game is going to go on without you and people got all upset. It's the truth. The game is going to go on without you, but the game is also going to be back when you, when you come back too. So, right. yeah. You know, do do what you do, man. It's uh, I feel like it's a, it's somebody's personal decision, and I'm going to respect it regardless. Yeah. You know, and some people are really taking a selfless, you know, approach to it. Like if you if you're like even those guys in the NFL that are opting out, if you have somebody in your home that's chronically ill or you've got children, you got you got to take yeah, yeah you got to take care of number one. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of home. Uh huh. So, so did you all see and I. I think the only first person I seen to post it was Trevor Lawrence. And they said, you know, the big thing on Twitter last night was the guy who has the most to lose by playing is the one that's been the, one of the biggest advocates for. Who's going to win the Heisman. Yeah, for yeah. the whole we want to play. So he was the one who initially t- uh, tweeted out, I think, and then I seen Justin Fields did it about the same time. But their thing was, it was uh, the post said, we want to play football this season. They want them to establish a universal mandated health and safety procedures, protocols to protect all college athletes against COVID-19 among the conferences in the NCAA. They will also want the players to be given the opportunity to opt out and respect their decision, guarantee eligibility, whether a player chooses to play or not. So I took that part as you want to establish a form of a union so you still have security of if I don't play in 2020, uh, 21, I can come back the following year and still and not lose my scholarship. So, not with those unions, yeah. not at all. That's so that was, I think that's where this whole thing is going to fall apart on them. But, I, I feel, <laughs> and, and there was also another thing that I heard today, uh, watching, uh, uh, speak, not speak, speak for, your, for yourself, but, uh, Skip and Skip and Shannon. I was watching, yeah, there you go. And they said that, uh, uh, there was a, a lineman from Stanford that was the person that, kind of was the the author of this whole thing and uh the big issue was the university with the medical coverage for those guys and i think it was for six years following their exit from the university or something along those lines after their eligibility was up mm-hmm. and first is just like these universities are probably going to be like from a mathematical standpoint we're already hemorrhaging money right so we're not going to be able to afford health care for these guys too after they've left, after they're not providing a service for our university, what's the point of doing that? Yeah. So we'll just stop playing, and we won't hemorrhage as much. We're not going to be making money, but we're not going to be spewing out money from our sides either because, as you know, the NCAA is not a charity. No. You know what I'm saying? Right. They are a conglomerate that wants to. Well, and then, and then also the universities, they have to still, because it's federal law, and for any women out there listening to us, 
I'm glad we have Title IX. It's, I'm all for it. And, and, the, and the universities have to balance, balance everything out. So they, they cannot get rid of all the Olympic sports to, I mean, to go back to the old ways it was in the 70s where you just had basketball, baseball, and football. They, they can't do that. So, I mean, and, and so they can't, they can't give extra medical care uh, to these players right now, even though they probably should, but they, they just can't. Yeah, they just can't do it, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sad about it, you know, in, in a sense. It's disappointing to know that this could potentially be, you know, the end of college football. Yeah, they, college football won't be played this year. Yeah. But at the end of it all, like I said, it, it's one of those things where to not play this year or to play this year and then everything be, be in shambles for the next 10 to 15 years. Right. Year off. Right. Because, so, you know, and- at the end of the day, like when you get you – know, Football and basketball are the big money makers, but they provide opportunities for those other sports that don't bring in right. a whole lot. And those are opportunities for people. It could change their life for a young lady that, that plays soccer or a young man that's on the cross-country team that wouldn't have gotten to go to college if it weren't for the aid of, a, a, of an athletic scholarship. So that could change people's lives. Yeah, right. So right. Was, well, uh, you know, let me ask you this. You know, you're talking about Justin Fields and, and some of the kids in the Big Ten that just found out today we're not playing. What if Justin Fields or let's say that that the uh, real good linebacker at, at Minnesota, and then of course you got the one at Penn State and mm-hmm. great players all over all over the big the Big Ten. Let's say the South let's say the Southeastern Conference says we're playing, and let's say the Big Twelve says we're playing. Do these kids get to transfer right now and be eligible? Walk in right right now. Provided a waiver. So, like, I mean, would I mean, would you go get Justin Fields if he wants to come play? And without a doubt. I'm, without so a, I mean, to be th- honest with you, like a lot of people think that Trevor Lawrence is, you know, they're they're Heisman favorite. But in my opinion, it's Justin Fields for me. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're one, one you know one A and B. So I mean. It's just like you said, the, there are other kids like in one double A programs, like the Missouri Valley, they're not playing. And that mm-hmm. quarterback from uh from North Dakota State, he's it's the available. real deal. He's, he's the real deal. He's available and he can go to a one A and play. Right. You know, because the FCS isn't doing playoffs this year. They're just doing conference games for right now. Yeah. So I mean, that's another guy that's available. So and, I think and, and those guys those those linemen at, at James Mad at James Madison. If I was Virginia Tech or Virginia, I'd be going right now and getting them. Yeah. So, so do you think, all? So do you all think? It, do you even think the the players' voices right now matter? Because there's been you know the whole the we want to play hashtag movement that they're doing on Twitter, uh, and then there's been there's been several players that have talked about if we're being you know there's players that are given this option to opt out. Why can't we opt in if we you know? And, and I took that as if we're willing to sign something some kind of waiver that, you know, if we contract this, we can't, you know, can't sue the school. If something like that was provided, I mean, do you think those kind of things even matter? Or is it just going to come down to the SEC, the ACC and all them are going to side regardless of what the pay, or what the uh, players even care to, to say? I think it's going to be a domino effect. If one, that one ballot, <laughs> the rest of them are going to follow suit because the NCAA right. – Regardless of it all, they're going to have their opinion on it. 
and mm-hmm. they're they are the iron fisted, you know, law when it comes yeah. to college sports. So, you know, I mean, I don't know what the NAIA is going to do, but <laughs> NCAA they ain't playing. Well, the NAIA is not any illegal action, so yeah, <laughs> it's a wild, wild west. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, might be some good. It might be some good ball with Camelsville and Georgetown, and uh, it might be a hot ticket now. <laughs> Lindsey Wilson, let's let's go. It might be the only ticket. <laughs> it might be the only ticket. Those games are gonna be packed. So, I don't know how true this is. You know, Twitter. You know, you get a lot of bad information. But the does the NCAA actually control college football, or is it more so controlled by each governing conference? Seems like each governing the conference. conference. Okay. Yeah. So like if, if every conference it. said we're not playing, but the the SEC said we're playing, the NCAA can't shut them down. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's that's what I had read, and I just wanted to make sure that was the correct information before I openly shared it because I kind of put because it out. I put it out on Twitter last night. You know, just you know, my my initial um, question was if all of the conferences, all the Power Five, say we're not playing, how long before high school sports follow suit. I said the same thing yesterday. I asked that same question. Yeah. So what do, you, I, I mean, what do you all think? Well, with the NCAA, only thing the NCAA has power over is March Madness. That, that's the only, that's the only thing that the, the NCAA has control of. Okay. Where like, the high, like where the high school soci- association has control over football and basketball. Everything. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and the conferences own college football. So okay. that's why – and the TV market. So that's why you have all these different uh, conference television channels. Okay. So so with, with that being said, if all these conferences say we're not playing football, we may revisit this in the spring, what does – well, for us, KHSAA say? Do you think they follow that? I, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure to follow suit. It's yeah. just, it just seems to be like, a, you know, you're being socially responsible by not playing. And so I think that I think in our state, I think, you know, we might push it back to the spring, like football go to the spring. But I, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a thing where we're going to carry on and go and go with fall football or, or fall well, sports in general. You know. I, I may be talking ahead of everything, but I, I'd say deep down there's a superintendent somewhere in the state that wants to come out and say, my school's not playing anything this fall. But they're they afraid to. The they, they, they don't want to be the first one to, to take, take the, the arrow. That, and, you know, because, you know, liability-wise, what happens? I mean, even, even with us as teachers, well, we we go in, and we you know we might have got we might get Corona, we we might we might have got it at uh, Walmart, but we go into school and we're not feeling we're not feeling good, and the, and the school nurse checks us, and it says we've got it. Well, do do you know it, it, is the superintendent at fault? I mean, because you, it says we got it at school, uh-huh. and so I mean they could be lo- I mean. They, you know, in some ways, the administration has to think about their own retirement and their, you know, all that. I mean, everything they've built up could be gone if if somebody gets sick. A family could come after them. Yeah. 
there seems to be the commonality nowadays with people they're they're quick to seek litigation yes so that's something that's definitely a concern because mm-hmm. we haven't you know and I, and I can't speak too much for the whole every sport that's actually doing stuff right now uh but i know we haven't had any issues with girls middle school basketball as far as having to send a girl home because you know we do the temperature checks no issues there uh, no issues where any girls have even said that they're experiencing uh, anything that is considered a symptom uh, of the COVID. Uh, boys basketball has been fine. I don't think we had any issues with football golf has either. been fine. And golf, golf's been fine. Um, you know, could it could it be a district by district decision or something like that? I mean, I guess what if the KHSAA said? We're going to leave it up to your district. Do you think that works? Or do you think that's just going to – a different level of chaos that's going to cause more problems? It, it's a united we stand, divided we fall type yeah. of thing. Okay. If there's, a, if there's a school that is not participating, then that, that affects like seven or eight other schools. Yeah. And so, like I said, it's one of those things you can't it's, – it's either we're all in – or we're all out, and I think it's going to be we're all out now. What they're going to do is they're going to put in parentheses, you know, we'll see about the fall, or excuse mm-hmm. me, about spring or whatever, and try to put that that glimmer of hope in there. Yeah. But still, you got spring sports on top of fall sports trying to operate at the same time. You got guys that play football that are basketball players. You got girls that are volleyball players that are basketball players, so on and so forth. And those sports interming- intermingling, it's going to be it's going to be hard to do that. And, and really have complete seasons either way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, this is, this is definitely if, – if, if action does get started, every season will have an asterisk, asterisk on it. Okay. So, Randy, my question – and this is directed to you because you play college football. If this would have taken place for you, you know, during your time, and you see all these players that are saying, we want to play, where, where would you have been? Which line would you have fallen on? Would you have fallen on – I would have wanted to play, and it wouldn't have been too. Wouldn't have been no question about it. If I, it, the only way I'm not playing is if they tell us we're not going to play. So okay. as far as opting out, now I've thought about it. Like where I was at personally at EKU, like you know, I mean, I'm a one double A, you know, starter, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a future draft picker, picker or anything like that. So I would play. But if I were a guy like the linebacker from Penn State, like a Trevor Lawrence, like those guys, and the season got switched, yeah. then I would be I would I wouldn't play at all. But even if I I feel like football's a rhythm thing. There's no way in certain positions that you can simulate playing football. You can simulate playing basketball and take a season off and be all right. Personally, I like rhythm. So even if I were a, a, a top future draft pick and we're playing in the fall, then I'm playing in the fall. Because I've got to, you know, I me, mean, I've got to get my rhythm, and I'm just, I'm, I can't sit there and not be injured and watch a season go by, just yeah. because of what I think might happen. Because we, we've all played football, you know, if you're thinking about getting hurt in football, then you are going to get hurt. But 100%. if you want, if you're, if you're thinking about going in there and playing, then go in there and play, and whatever happens, happens. But if you're thinking about getting hurt, you might as well not even go out there because you're going to play tentative, and it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to end well. So, yeah. like I said, from from my position. From my perspective, you know, two out the two out of the three scenarios I would want to play. Okay. And well, if 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 they do move football to the spring, and 
and like Matt said, said you you played the game, so you you know what it's all about. If if they do move it to the spring, the top 150 players in college, okay, at, at all levels, because we know all know players that came from the small schools that are now superstars and Hall of Famers. If you're if you're one of those 150 that the NFL has already targeted, do you? Do you play in the spring, or do you completely? Do you just sit out and then, and, and you know, just a what we'll be seeing, we'll be watching a lot of second and third team players get to play. Which I mean, they're good good players themselves. Nothing against them, but but will we see guys get to develop instead of the prime time guys? Ninety nine percent of those guys are not going to play, and I and I want to say a hundred, but there's always somebody out there that you know is an exception to a rule. But I will say ninety yeah. nine. And those guys will not play. Like I said, even if you're – the only guys that I think would play that are draft picks are guys that are – I was a seventh-rounder yeah. projection. Maybe if I play, I can get up to a second or third round. But even with that, those guys are probably thinking, you know, if these top guys aren't playing and I'm not playing against them, what's the point of me playing? Because you're unless not going to be, you're not going to advance yeah, more than the seventh round. Yeah, unless it's just I don't have a whole lot of film at all, and I need to get film out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, the whole reason I brought that up, uh, you know, I've kind of been on the side of like for me, I want sports back as a fan, but I also want sports back for the kids because you know we we see it here. You remove what these kids enjoy doing the most, bad things can happen. Yep. You know, and, and the reason that I bring it up for college is because uh, Copeland, which is plays for Florida, I don't know what his first name is. Couldn't even, I think he's a linebacker, but I couldn't tell you. And there was another kid from Florida. Both said, there's nothing for me at home. I can't go back. I saw that, yeah. So you see stuff like that, and you're like, you know, what happens if they cancel it? And they say, we're not having school. You're going to do it online. You send these kids back to, to situations that they did everything possible to get out of. Who's to say they even show back up in the spring? And there, there are going to be a number of them that don't. And, and that's, and and that's what I'm fearful of. Yeah, and unfortunately, in, in those places that are really, you know, places of struggle, and they're all over the, Uni- the United States, you mm-hmm. go back home and that's a trap. So mm-hmm. you're either not coming back because you're incarcerated or because – you're just into the wrong thing and, and, and no, no longer it's no longer a thing for you to get out because I'm home, I'm doing whatever yeah. the case is. Or in a lot of cases, man, some people might not make it back alive. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the reality of it, man. Some of these neighborhoods are, are you know, awful. Mm. And, you know, gun violence is prevalent and, mm-hmm. and, and, and kids are getting killed every day. So, I mean, a scholarship to a lot of kids, man, it's really life or death. It's really life or death. Mm. And there was and, go ahead. No, I was just saying there's somebody that tweeted out that we're failing as coaches if we if we have taught these kids that sports is the only way to judge success. And I feel like that's I feel like it's a bad like way to say it because it's not that you're teaching for every kid it's different. Like you can there's some kids that are better off in life that they're gonna be they have other paths and avenues to where they can be successful without getting caught up in the bad stuff. But for a lot of these kids, their success is deemed on if they can get out. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and this is the avenue to get out. It's a, it's, yes. a, it's, a tributary. it's a tributary to something that's greater than football. Yeah. Like, if you play in the NFL, your window in the scheme of life 
in the NFL, the average career is what three to five years. That's a small window of your life. It's right. a half. It's it's not even a, a decade. So going to college, meeting new people, uh, experiencing new things, changing your mind frame, getting an education, majoring in something, develop, you know, acquiring a skill, and 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 doing all these things, it could change a person's life for for the better. And it's not just about football, but football. Mm-hmm or basketball or whatever, baseball, whatever, it's that avenue that got that person there. And when well, it's taken away, then it could, it could take away somebody's future. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, yes, we're coaches, but also we're educators. And, huh? and, we, and we've, all had, we've all had students because, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've taught kindergarten all the way up to, you know, high school. And, and you know, so have you all. We've had those kids that, that we get that when they're, you know, they're young, they don't, they don't know how to feed themselves the correct way. They don't know how to, to shake hands. They don't know how to interact. And, yeah. and we spend time with them as coaches and, and educators because we see something in them. Hey, come, go, go, go watch this football game with me Friday night and just sit with me or, you know, and we do different things. And, you know, we, we've all had success stories because we've all been in this long enough where these kids go on and they, and they're, they're, they get, you know, they, they see what we do and they're like, okay, my goal, I want to graduate high school. And then, then I want to, you know, I'll go do this. Or they may even say, I want to go through college. And we've all had through our coaching kids that's been, that, that we've helped develop into success stories. And, mm-hmm. and if, and if, and if they, we do drop the sports, you know, like like you said, some of these kids go back to Baltimore or Oakland or or uh, L.A. or Detroit, wherever. They may only live one more day. Correct, and and I think that's that's the big thing that Matt first established was somebody saying we can't, for lack of a better phrase, drop the ball yeah. with these kids once mm-hmm. the answer. So you got to touch base with these people, with these kids and their families and their, and their support systems, whatever they are. You might be their only support system to right. ensure, hey, are you doing your online classes? Are you eating? What do you need? And to me, some of the rules are going to have to be broken because if a kid goes home and he's not eating, well, <laughs> let, let's, let's provide him some money. Let's All give right. him a card. Let's do something so that he can go or his family can go to the grocery store and feed this person. Make sure this kid's checking into his classes. Like we have to continue to, to, to stay a foot of what's going on with these kids now at the high school level, at the college level. Mm-hmm. And even as far as we talked about the coach from, uh, from last chance, you, you know, zoom meetings are nothing wrong one right now. So if you can get these people in, uh, these kids that are having a rough time in touch with somebody that's uh, involved in mental health, or, you know, uh, uh, social workers, whatever the case may be, you have to ensure that these kids are okay because at the end of it all, it's not just about sports. And we don't want these kids just to feel like, for lack of a better term, slaves. You know, this is all you're good for. All right. And, yep. and if you're not on campus and you're not playing for me, then I don't care about you. And, 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 and Go ahead. No, I was just saying there there are people like that, but if you're if you're involved in this thing to really make a difference in the lives of people, in the lives of youths and 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 to impact them and their families and things like that, you gotta care about it more than just as just right. as far as players. Well, that's what I was gonna say. It, I mean it, it 
it's, it's, it can't be the top 44 players on the football team that you only care about. It's the yep. all 100. And yeah. it can't be the top, top six guys on the basketball team. It's all 15. And, you yeah. know, baseball, it's not the top 15 players. It's all 35 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take that same hard work that you took and break it down film and, and, and doing all these things. And, uh, and hey, there's my kid. Uh, and and <laughs> provide services for them and really show that you care about them. Like, you know, it's you can check on guys during the season if you're, you know, your position group. Okay, Coach X, Y, and Z, you take wide receivers, you take these guys, you take these guys, and this is what you're supposed to do for all of them yeah. and take – same energy and put it into that. And that head coach needs to do the same thing. That head coach needs to touch base. These head coaches need to touch base with every single player on those teams. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's just rerouting what you do. It's changing what you do. You guys work and you grind to win games on Saturdays. Well, let's win, make sure we're winning at the game of life yeah. here and, and check in with these kids. Right. I agree. I agree. And that's, I was, that was kind of the biggest thing to talk about today, just because of, you know, there's going to be a decision today, tomorrow, whatever it is. And we're going to find out if if our fears are going to become a reality of not just losing football, not losing the fall sports, but, you know, the the unknown of when a kid leaves school, if they cancel it, what could happen? And I felt like that was something we need to talk about. Um, because it's, I mean, like I said, it could be a reality. Tomorrow could be that day that, you know, people are like, oh, crap, I got to figure this out for this kid because if not, he's not showing up for spring semester. So, right. and that was – and I just, and I really wanted to get y'all's opinion on it. Um, but yeah, well, we, I mean, we've, we've even got high school kids that if – 100%. Across the man. state, that if, the, if football doesn't happen, you know, we're, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the – this is this has kind of turned into one of uh, our favorite uh, parts of the show. It's the Mount Rushmore segment. We like to mix it up. We do a lot of different things. We don't want it to just be about sports. Um, today, uh, it's it is sponsored by uh, Out of Focus Images by Chelsea. Uh, her stuff will be in the description. Uh, photography, she's doing big specials coming up uh, for Christmas and all that good stuff. But Mount Rushmore segment. The top four, and how we do it is we go four to one. We, we actually rank them. We don't just throw four on the, the Mount Rushmore. We like to rank them, too. It makes it fun. Top four fast food fries of all time. Um, and since you all are the guest, uh, and I have a little bit of couth, I will allow you all to start first, and I'll let you all fight over whoever wants to go first. You go ahead, Wheat. <laughs> I'm sitting there. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, my number four, my number four would be the Druthers of Camelsville French fries, the, the crinkle cut. Uh, I think they might have changed it a year or two ago, but they used to be crinkle cut whenever I was there. Okay. Excellent. That, that'd, be my, that'd be my number four. Okay. My, my number three would be the fries from In-N-Out Burger. Never had it. Out, out on the West Coast. I've never had an In-N-Out burger. Never. I, I, I want an In-N-Out burger. I've got a short story about that after you get done, but go ahead. <laughs> and and then my my number two, which would actually be number one if they didn't mess around and change it 10 years ago and just tick me off, would be the Wendy's fries. They used to be great. They, yes, they, they used to be they used to be, be the best ever. Yes, they do. Because, you, you know, you can dip it down in the Frosties. They'd hold it up, but not now. But 
because they went and put, you know, left skin on the back of them. What, what are y'all doing? Trying to, I mean, people want to be fat. Leave the stuff on there. And and then, and then number one, McDonald's. I mean, you can't beat it. Okay, so time out. How does a fraud (laughs) that you complain about that much still make number two? (laughs) He said the old school ones because McDonald's is is McDonald's is is the best. I'm saying how was it like that high? Yeah, how's it ranked that high? You complained. Like, well, because I'm complaining. To... I'm complaining about the corporation of Wendy's. Why well, oh, go? Okay. go change stuff? I mean, you, it was good. Why? Why go and mess it up? Well, you need yeah. to talk to that little redheaded girl. Little Wendy. Well, that that place. That place ain't been right since uh, since Dave Thomas left us. God rest his soul. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. All downhill. I don't know <laughs> what those people in Dublin, Ohio's thinking. I don't know, man. I don't, are they even given to adoption anymore? I think they. they I don't know. That. I don't think so. Man. And then they, you remember, you remember when they used to have the tables that had the old newspaper tops up yeah, on them. You remember yeah. that? I mean, man, they changed everything. Wendy is Wendy is driving Wendy's into the freaking ocean right now, man. She drove it off a bridge if she's in and, trouble. And the, Wendy really then is. they changed. Then they changed the pickles. I mean, they did. Just, they did. This, this train is off the track, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will sum it up. You. <laughs> I will be the what is it called a stenographer? I will type up. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, stenographer. Okay. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will type up your your hateful message and letter to <laughs> the corporate office of Wendy's for you later, and we'll send it in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Grundy, what is your top four? Okay, my top four. Now, uh, quick story: In and Out Burger. I've always wanted to go to In and Out Burger. Never been. Never been. Went out to Las Vegas a few years ago. To go, you know, to Vegas, I guess, with my wife and her and, and the majority of her family. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's the one thing I want to do. I don't want to go to the casino. I don't want, you know, I don't want to go see the Grand Canyon or the, or the Hoover Dam. Like, I, th- those things are all good, you know. But I want to go to In-N-Out Burger. Never that got was to the go. number one thing on your list? It was the number one thing on my list. <laughs> Never got to go. It was did you go the to the one behind did – you, did you go to the one behind New York, New York? No, he, no, I didn't even know there was one goes. back there. Yeah. No, I didn't go. I like we went to Johnny Rockets all the time, and I'm like, man, I want to go to In-N-Out Burger. Never went. Great company. Worst one of the worst trips I've ever been on in my life because I didn't get to go to In-N-Out Burger. That's me being a kid and pouting. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> back to back to my list. All right, let's go with uh, number four. Number four to follow up with what Wheat said. I want to go with the old school Wendy's fries. Old school Wendy's fries. Back yep. when times were simpler and people had more common sense. <laughs> all right. Uh, number three, this is a this is a dark horse pick. A lot of people don't know about this, but they've got a great ca- sauce combination that goes with it. The fries at our local Zach or, or any Zaxby's. I love the crinkle cut. Some people aren't a fan of the the seasoning salt. I'm a big fan of seasoning salt. Take the that Zach sauce, dip it into Zach sauce, off the chain. Love it. it is. Uh so that's number three. Number two, coming in at number two. Nobody picked this one. Rallies. Rally's fries. From what I told, I was told by somebody, they are not actually made out of potatoes. I don't know what they're made out of, but they are delicious. <laughs> don't ruin it. If it's something yeah. bad, don't ruin no, it. I don't know what it's made out of, and I don't care if they tell me it's 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 chitlins. I'm gonna still eat uh, <laughs> Rally's fries. Those things are delicious. Those are one of the few French fries, fast food French fries that I actually go put the fries on the hamburger mode. Oh, 
Yeah, I do that. Never and done they, that. Do that their, they do that with some of their burgers too. So rallies. Uh, shout out to uh, Brett Sheckles, one of the uh, one of the uh, assistant coaches at Washington County basketball. Anytime that there's a rallies around, uh, uh, Brett goes to it. No matter what, like we go to E Town to play basketball. Got to go to rallies before we leave. <laughs> Rally fries, and of course, number one, just like we said, McDonald's. The smell of McDonald's fries. I, I can't I can't explain it, and it's going rough right now because I'm not eating any potatoes right now, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a French fry connoisseur. You could have ate a full Thanksgiving meal and drive past the McDonald's and be like, you know what, man, I, could, I, I think I could fit in the large. You know, man, I think I could eat a few. <laughs> Rim fries smell so good, man. They taste delicious, particularly if you go to McDonald's that really knows what they're doing. That's, that's one of the best feelings in, in fast food heaven is driving up to a McDonald's getting that bag, put it in the car, and you could smell how hot the fries are. Mm-hmm. Go, if we ever go to McDonald's and I come home with the bag and it's got hot fries in it, I could have bought my wife a diamond ring. She's like, oh, my God, the fries are hot. <laughs> Which we know that, the, that that's kind of few and far between with our local McDonald's. That is true. And, and the really salt. to get good salted fries here, too. Yeah. They, don't, they struggle on salt in the fries right here. Well, for, for a, long, a long time, that was the – the secret thing to do at our McDonald's. This is what me and my wife would do all the time just so we would get hot fries. We would ask for their fries to be unsalted so that we know they would make a fresh fresh batch of fries. Oh. So they had to dip fresh fries because they couldn't put salt on them. And then you all could just salt them to taste. We could just salt them, yeah, to our taste. Oh, I, yep. I like we it. Did. Yeah, that was, uh, that was when I was uh, really on a struggle bus when, my, bus when my wife was pregnant and I gained 40 pounds during her first pregnancy. <laughs> it wasn't looking good. I, I, listen, by by the weight gain I have, you'd have thought Chelsea was having triplets. Uh. Hey, I'm telling you, it was rough, man. I looked like before and after. Hunter, Hunter Ballard came up to me that football season. He was like, man, uh, they were picking on me. And I was like, man, I, I don't look that big. He was like, man, I don't need to talk, man, but you do look a lot heavier. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw some fries on this list. I feel like got a little bit of disrespect from you guys by not even making it. And it really hurts my feelings on them. But my number one – or, I mean, my number four was your all's number one. McDonald's fries, freshly salted. It's just a – it's a game changer. And if you go – and I have very seldomly went to McDonald's and not gotten at least a value fry, gotten a small bag. So, it's mandatory to get. My number two, Wendy's. Um, it's really hard to go. And, and, and I'll be honest, I can kind of do both of them. I do like the old ones better. These aren't bad. Uh, weed I've never dipped, uh, in a frosty. So I don't know what the consistency is. If it holds up or if it doesn't, I don't know. Well, you're not from the 606. (laughs) (laughs) I am from the 502 and I'm sure they do. Plenty of people up there do it too. Uh, I've seen some 502ers do it. I guarantee you. Uh, this is the one I feel that you all disrespected. Arby's, the curly cuts. I feel like that should at least be four on some lists, but definitely five on mine. (laughs) (laughs) But I love Arby's fries. And and then my number one, and it's undefeated, nobody will ever surpass it. It's the rally fries. (laughs) They're seasoned perfectly. They really are. The best fries I've ever had. And quick note, I believe it's Meyer, Myers or whatever in Louisville, the grocery store. They have a 
I want to say it's a Myers brand, like Rally Fry. My friend, you did not you didn't know that they actually have Rally's fries at our local Kroger? They do that? Yes. They've got the full bag of Rally's fries. Go to Walmart or Kroger, go to the uh, the freezer section. They got for Rally's fries. I did not know that either. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is growing up, like we couldn't, you know, you have three kids in the family. You couldn't afford to go get Rally fries all the time. My mom would get the big old economy size bag of these fries and it tasted almost spot on. Uh, So growing up, we had the generic rally fries and fish sticks for dinner quite often. Go-to <laughs> meal. Sounds like my house. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Best meal ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. My, my kids are, are big fans of the of the French fries and the fish sticks. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I understand that one. Hey, as a kid, you can't pass. That was – that's one of those meals that you live for as a kid. It's very nostalgic to eat a, 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 a fish stick with ketchup on it. Trust me, I've done enough of it the past five years. <laughs> it's, it, it's just a game changer. It, I would if if I could find uh, the perfect fish sticks. I don't remember what they were called back in the day. I feel like everything was just made better. It's not they're not made the same, but there were certain fish sticks back in the day that I, if I had them now, I probably wouldn't do anything else. That and ramen noodle, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yo, time, hey, times are tough over here, buddy. <laughs> ramen noodle and fish sticks all right man you gotta you gotta uh, seek your inner african-american and get on that fried bologna no that's chelsea loves it she loves it there you go her dad put her on to it. i believe that's uh that's also called the uh, backwoods of elkhorn <laughs> <laughs> we're we'll start talking about jail recipes anybody know how to We'll start making grilled cheese sandwiches with flat with uh, uh, irons. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that could get made in this house at some point. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> there's, there's many of jailhouse uh, meals that could get made here. Not from personal experience, but I feel like there's somebody in our family that's that's got the recipe. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, all right, guys. want to say I appreciate y'all coming on and helping me out today. Uh, hopefully. Todd reappears at some point. Um, <laughs> he's like I said, he had golf six days last week, got a day off. They're in a golf tournament today. Uh, wishing best of luck. They've had a lot of success. I mean, if you're going to go be busy that much, you might as well win a few things. So I think they won a couple. They won the big one, which is the Kentucky Cup. So congratulations to that, Todd. Um, but yeah, get back. You're slacking. You're not doing any work. You know, be nice <laughs> to have you around. So, <laughs> like I said, guys, I appreciate y'all coming on.